0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nottingham Playcast. The podcast is about to begin. Please take your seats.
1: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of Nottingham Playcast. I'm Derek. And I'm Fraser. And we're here with news of our next production, Corum Boy. But we've had a pretty exciting time of it at the Playhouse, haven't we? We sure have. It's been very busy around here, hasn't it? It certainly has. We've had a return visit after 55 years of the one and only Sir Ian McKellen, who has packed the place out, and he was absolutely brilliant, wouldn't you say? He
2: sure was. I got the chance to take a photo of him and Adam out by the Sky Mirror, which was great,
1: lovely man. Yeah, terrific show as well. So that was a thrill. Meanwhile, One Night in Miami has moved on. It's playing in Manchester and Bristol. And we've set our sights on our next show, Corum Boy, which is what we're here to talk about in this episode.
2: Yeah, I spoke to two members of the community cast a lady called Chloe and a man called Jack. One of them's in our acting ensemble and the other is in the choir. So we're going to hear a little bit about their journey with Coranboy.
1: And as that suggests, this really is a unique production for us involving the full professional resources of Nottingham Playhouse alongside this incredible community company. Let's hear from Jack and Chloe now.
2: So I'm joined today by two members of the Coranboy cast, Jack and Chloe. How are you both today?
0: Very good, thank you.
3: Very well, thank you.
2: And how is everything going? How are you all feeling about Boy right now?
0: Oh, it's exciting. It's, it's sort of a little bit scary as well, but I think we're, especially on the choir side, are getting to a point where we're starting to sound good, I think. Touch word. Alex might tell you different.
2: Well, tell us a little bit about your backgrounds, because Boy is a community cast. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about where you guys are from, because everyone's from all over the place, aren't they, in the East Midlands?
0: Yeah, so I live in San Diego. I've only lived there for about six months. I used to live in Birmingham and before that I'm originally born and raised in the southeast. But yeah, my background, I don't have any theatre experience whatsoever. Um, I used to sing in a church choir when I was a kid up until the age of about 15 mm-hmm. and literally haven't sung in any professional capacity really since then. And I'm now 31 and slowly getting back into it. So, yeah, no experience, but I'm absolutely loving it.
2: And what about you, Jack?
3: Um, I was born up north, but uh, I moved up like, when I was very young. Um, but I moved down here when I was very young. So I kind of, I cast Nottingham as my hometown. So I live in Wollaton. Radford area but Woolerton sounds better so I'll say Woolerton.
0: Fancy.
3: Yeah and in terms of acting I've it sounds so cliche when I when you say I've done it from when I was little but I think that's I kind of twigged early on that that's something that I enjoy uh, from my entertainment kind of aspect I enjoy entertaining people and I can't sing or dance so I guess acting seemed the the final straw (laughs) um yeah I, I finished my degree last year did that at Nottingham Trent um and then kind of just been I guess finding my feet in the real world
2: so tell me a little bit about how rehearsals are going, because how many weeks in are we now?
0: Oh, now you're putting me on the spot. Is it seven?
3: I'll say, I'll say yes.
0: I think
2: we're about seven absolutely don't know. So we're getting weeks, through seven. it now, aren't we?
3: Yeah. That's gone really... Seven weeks, already. That's gone seven, really fast. Yeah. Jesus Christ.
2: So tell me how it's going, because you guys... Uh, Chloe, you're in the choir, and Jack, you are part of the acting ensemble, so you oh. guys... Uh, rehearse separately don't you?
0: yeah we we kind of have some where we join up together because there are some scenes obviously where we cross over and Mm -hmm. there are some pieces of music that we're going to be doing together Um, but so far we've only had like one or two rehearsals where we've all been in the same room. On the choir side, it's going really well. I think we're we're kind of getting to a point now where we know or we've learned most of the main songs, mm-hmm. and it's kind of just putting the the colour into them. So rather than just reading off the sheet music, going Oh God, what am I doing next? <laughs> we're actually <laughs> getting to a point where we kind of know them. We're feeling a bit more confident. It's starting to sound really good. The Alleluia chorus, I think, is is the one that we've almost got nailed, which is is really nice. That must be a great feeling. Oh yeah, it's it's really scary because when you look at you know the fact that we're doing handle it can be quite intimidating. And I think there's lots of people in the choir who don't read music, who've never sung classical music before. So the fact that we're actually getting to grips with it and it's starting to sound good, you know, we've got four-part harmonies on the go, albeit we've only got two tenors in the whole choir, <laughs> bless yeah. Melvin and Will. They're doing um, well, though, aren't they? They're doing really well. They're doing really well. Yeah, so it's it's nice to be able to think that even though we've got such a range of people who've never really done this before, we're actually coming together and starting to sound like, like a choir. It's really cool. So
2: what about you, Jack? Because the the cast are doing really well, aren't they? What yeah. what character are you playing? Mishak. Um, Tell us a little bit about Mishak and how he works in Corran Boy.
3: Oh well, Mishak is the son of the Corran man, mm-hmm. um, which is the man that um, he transports the, the foundling children um, to the foundling hospital. Uh-huh. Um, I'm kind of I have a very fractured relationship with my father, like in the sense that I think we dis- we like, when we discuss my character, we say like, he's almost like two steps behind, almost. We think that's really hard for the character uh, of my dad, um, Otis, to kind of get to grips with. um, Because it's essentially been me and him, obviously, since I was young. And obviously, he almost sees me as a burden. Um, And I I have my uses, obviously, in his eyes. But other than that, it's not a very healthy relationship. So that in itself was quite a task to... Yeah, get your head around um, that and get yeah. into the character. How
2: how are the rehearsals going? Because you're working with people of all ages, all yeah. different backgrounds, like
3: everyone's different levels of acting talent and things. Everyone's getting on really well, aren't they? Yeah, similar to like what Chloe's saying with the choir, obviously there's people that are very experienced and they've been in for years and then maybe this is their first thing out, so out of school. Or I think the youngest we have is maybe nine or ten, I think. Yeah, he's 12, little <laughs> Isaac. <laughs> yeah, 12, oh. yeah, he's 12 nearly. Um, I think our
0: youngest is Rachel, who I think's fourteen.
3: Yeah. I mean some of the maturity level and some of of some of these young kids are just like, it's impressive. And I think like I say, like like you said, like with to be in such a range of people, I like, am I'm impressed at how diverse the cast is. Like we've all said that like, like an opportunity like this gives gives these people that maybe wouldn't necessarily mix in social circles the chance, I guess, to get to know each other. Yeah, you know, work together and it's it's come together really well. And although I'm uh, in no way I'm a singer, I've really enjoyed, I guess, the um the few rehearsals, that the acting and the choir and some will have had together. Not only, obviously, I guess, because you get a chance to sing, but um, I think it gives us is all a chance as like a whole company to obviously mix. Everyone's uh, mixing in. Yeah.
2: And how is it working with uh, the Nottingham Playhouse staff and Alex, our musical director?
0: Alex is amazing. I can't overstate how good he is. Not just because... Of his obvious passion and skill for music, he's just so great with people, and I think he he just strives to get the best out of everybody, and and that's really what's coming through. Like, you know, he, he's not the kind of gushing sort of oh you're all wonderful type of person, <laughs> but if you do something good, he's like yeah this is this is great do this on the night. And, yeah, it's really nice because I think he obviously just wants us all to sing the best we possibly can. And he's hilarious. He's so funny. Like, you know, when you, you kind of doing these really serious kind of pieces like there's some stuff in there without trying to spoil it it's a really poignant part of the show and yeah just kind of going through these and teaching us funny things to get the sound right or the pronunciation right I mean he has us in stitches most of the time he's (laughs) he's an absolute pleasure to work with and I feel like I think all of us in the choir feel really honored to actually be able to work with with somebody like him that just loves music so much and to be able to kind of take this sort of ragtag bunch of community people, like you say, with no, no sort of yeah. definitive experience in theatre and actually bring us all together is, is amazing.
2: He's got you doing all kinds of interesting like exercises. Oh hasn't yeah, he, in the rehearsal yeah. Week.
0: Rubber chicken is uh, is one that you've probably seen. I think on the video where we have to shake all our hands and legs yeah. out, <laughs> which is interesting, up lot, aren't you? At the start uh, of your sessions, yeah. We have to do one called um, "Chicken Tikka Mango Chutney Under Pint of Lager," which you sing it's as quite a, a magical, scale, thing, yeah, huh? and it gets faster and faster and faster, which is quite comical by the time <laughs> you get to the really high bit. Um, so yeah, he's had us doing all sorts of kind of crazy warm ups, but it does work. You kind of think. Oh, I'm never going to hit that note, and then you do this for like an hour, and you're like, Oh, yeah, I am, I can do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you find yourself right. doing
3: it, I need spare time, i so don't you? Like, oh, I remember yeah. after yeah. the first time we did it all together, I, I found myself doing my spare time, like,
0: Damn it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> singing scales in the car yeah. on the way to work. <laughs>
3: so, and how's yeah. has it has it going for the cast in the acting rehearsals? Yeah, I think um it's going really, really well. Like, I think we're all, um I think it's important that, obviously, as a cast and like a company, you get on. I think that's something that we've all managed to... Say it's only been, like, seven weeks. Um, we've all managed to kind of click, probably off the bat, regardless of age or, you know... We all seem to get on really well. Um, I think we all want to... Want to we, we want like, to please. We want to please Adam and, you know, do well, I guess, for him as well as ourselves. I think we're all aware of kind of just the scale of this show and obviously how important it is. I think we're just... It's a really supportive and friendly company, I think, and cast. I think Adam helps bring that out, obviously, of us all. So he's very... I guess relaxing is you that know, through obviously comedy and things like that, you know? He's a little bit funny. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and we're recording this in June, so we are creeping up now to getting into Abbott Hall where the performance is going to take place. <sighs> oh, no. How are you and everyone else in the cast feeling about that? Because it's a big, big space to fill, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I- I'm really excited about getting in there and I think doing rehearsals where all of us are together because mm-hmm. I think what we're kind of missing at the moment is that we don't know what it's going to look like. Like, we, we don't know what you guys are doing. We don't know how it's all going to play out while we're singing. So we're really excited to actually see what the acting company are doing and how it all fits together. But, I mean, as a singer, to be in the Albert Hall with that gigantic Ben's organ is just really exciting. It's like, oh, the noise that's going to come out of there is going to be incredible.
3: I've said, like, something obviously, I, um, like, from I guess from an audience perspective, because I'm sure there'll be times where you guys are going to watch the acting and vice versa. I'm excited the first time we, we get to hear the... Choir in there because I've said to some of the guys in the cast like from like a musical aspect, you know, obviously cause it's a musical space. It's going to like literally just pff, hit the audience in the face, not literally. Please <laughs> 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 come and I see the show to, anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But, but no, um, and I think because the show is really strange because it's not a musical, it's a play with music. Yeah. But I think the two are so close to each other that, you know, the music is really going to influence what's happening with the, the acting and the scenes. And mm-hmm. likewise, being able to see how they bring it to life is going to really affect how we put the emotion into the music. I think that's the bit I'm really excited for.
2: So for people that don't, maybe don't know much about Boy are thinking of maybe coming to see the show, what do you think people can expect from Boy?
0: I think it's going to be a big spectacle of a show. I think because the community cast is so big, there's going to be a hell of a lot of people on stage, mm. which is, you know, exciting and and kind of a bit of a wow moment anyway.
3: Like visually, I think it's going to be... a. It's going to be visually stimulating, I think. Yeah,
0: totally. And I think it's going to be a lot more emotive than people maybe think. Um, I know we're all kind of reading the story and getting to know a little bit about the characters and what happens, but I think that combination of, of the story itself then combined with all of the music and in such an amazing location, I think it's going to be a real tearjerker at times.
3: And I think although it's obviously like a period piece in essence obviously because of the time that it's set in, I do think it is very relative and relatable to like the themes at least anyway, are relatable to a modern audience.
0: There was, um, there was a time in one of the rehearsals where we actually got to meet some of the people that work for Coram now um, and I think for anyone who doesn't know the history of, of Thomas Coram and the Foundling Hospital, it's it's really important, the story, mm-hmm. because not only was he the first person who sort of fought for children's rights, he was also one of the first people to fight for women's education and to educate girls in the same way as they educated boys. So I think, in especially for a modern audience where these kind of issues are still really topical and really Pertinent that actually the story is is really important to kind of share and to for more people to see and hear. It's it's really important.
2: Well, we're all really excited to have you all be part of Nottingham Playhouse, and we're all really excited to see the choir and the acting ensemble come together to make this amazing spectacle. Thank you very much for your time.
3: Thank you. Thank you very much.
1: Well, I think you can tell from that interview that Jack and Chloe are just having a fabulous time. You've been in the rehearsal room for the, for this show, haven't you, Fraser? What, how have you found it?
2: I have, yeah. I'm following five members of the choir and five members of the acting ensemble through the process. So I'm telling their stories in videos, which you might have seen on our social media. The sound that the choir are making is incredible.
1: I can't wait to hear them. And you can also tell what a thrill it is working with Adam, who, of course, is our artistic director, and Alex Patterson, the musical director for this production. So I think this would be an opportune moment to hear a little bit about what those two have got to say. Good afternoon, Alex Patterson. Hello, Adam. Alex Patterson
4: is the Director of Music at Nottingham Cathedral and he's also the Musical Director of our massive large-scale community project, Corumboy, Boy, which we're halfway through. How are rehearsals going, Alex, for you?
5: Really well, actually. Um, I think the first rehearsal was a bit daunting. I didn't quite know what to expect. Lots of people who hadn't sung before, lots of people who have not sung in a choir before, or if they did, they weren't singing the Hallelujah Chorus by Handel. So it was quite an interesting learning curve, I think, for a lot of people. But we're at that exciting stage now where people have learnt the notes and we're actually starting to make music. Tell
4: us a little bit about how many are in the choir and anything you know about them. Like, where do they come from? Do they all live in the city? Do they come from a variety of backgrounds? There
5: is about 55, I think, in total um, in the choir. And they are of all ages. And you just walk into the room and it's um, sort of society looking back at you, which is really exciting. Some of them are teachers. Some of them are retired and doing lots of different interesting things. Some of them are at school because they're quite young, some of them as well, uh, which... It's really interesting when you've got them standing next to uh, slightly older people and they're all working together to make this wonderful sound. When we announced we were doing Boy, we
4: were absolutely thrilled um, at how inundated we were with people applying who wanted to be a part of it. So we had around 300 applications and we had to go forward with about 100. So about 30 of those, 30 to 40 of those are in the acting ensemble. And then as you said, the rest are in the choir. Do you have any sense why people want to be involved in this project? Have they spoken
5: to you about what it is that drew them to want to commit their time? Uh, I think it's a mix of things, but the thing that, Quite a lot of people have said to me is about getting involved with the Playhouse and they've said it's, it feels like a very exciting time and this feels like such a major project that it would just be very exciting to be involved in it. Um, I think some people didn't quite know what they were letting themselves in for as well, which <laughs> and I regret it. And um, it's been yeah, I think they've all sort of just trusted this sort of Playhouse brand and gone this is going to be very interesting and really exciting. Yeah. Coranboy is a play based on an award-winning novel
4: by Jamila Gavin, and it's set in the 1700s, which sort of led us down the route of exactly what kind of music we wanted to put into the play. And some of it's specified in the script, and some of it you and I as director and musical director have decided upon ourselves. So just tell us a little bit about if somebody comes to see the show, what kind of music will they expect to see or hear?
5: Yeah, well, I think it's been quite an interesting journey, that process of trying to figure out what music we are going to be using. Um, Obviously, because Handel is a character in the play and he's writing the music of the Messiah around that time. It felt obvious to use some of that within it. We clocked very early on the anthem for the founding hospital was quite an interesting piece and that we could use to sort of bookend the play in a way. So we're going to use some of that to uh, sort of intersperse throughout. But the music of Handel does feature quite heavily. But we're also using some instrumental music, some stuff by Purcell and other composers who were around at the time. Um, And you will also hear some Patterson in there as well. (laughs) Some Alex Patterson originals. Just some cheeky, you know, (laughs) pastiche of Handel or my own little ditties,
4: really. (laughs) and i'm also excited by the fact that it's not ju- the music isn't purely
5: uh, singing is it we we actually have um some people instrumentalists yeah it's that. really exciting i mean um obvious one to talk about is um the fact that we're in the albert hall we've got this huge pins organ which is really exciting and uh we're lucky to have john keys who's the nottingham city organist um and also director of music over at st mary's um who i know really well we worked together quite a lot in the past and it's really exciting that we've got him to be the organist on uh, each night of the play. Um, you get excited by organs, don't you, because you're actually on the Organ Trust. I am on the bins Organ Trust. <laughs> not that I'm an organist myself. Yeah, it's an <laughs> interesting group to be a part of. But j- <laughs> <laughs> any
4: other instrumentalists?
5: <laughs> We've also got a lovely string quartet who are going to be joining us for some key scenes throughout the play. And I'll not say too much more about that because it's we want to sort of hold that back a bit sure as you mentioned the we're doing the production in the albert hall
4: In Nottingham, not at the Nottingham Playhouse. That idea came, it was my idea, um, because uh, the set design for Coram Boy, the play, uh, is usually a a massive church organ. Because music features so prominently as one of the themes of the play. Um, And every time I used to go into the Albert Hall for various events, I used to think this is just like the set design for a production of Coram Boy. And at the same time, I was looking for a, a large scale production that I could do with a community uh, ensemble. It's an amazing atmospheric venue isn't it? I think, have you worked at the Albert Hall before? What is yeah, it?
5: I've done quite a f- few concerts and like participatory events in there. It's a really great space because you you do have the stage there in front of you but you've also got lots of space around you and you can do some really interesting creative things uh, and I think one of the really exciting things about this this play is that people are going to be they're sitting watching this play on stage and things and are going to be able to hear the organ live which they very rarely hear if they go to this concert and the choir are going to be on the stalls and stuff as well but we're also going to be using the space as much as we can.
4: Yeah so well, one of my original ideas was I was inspired by the um, Olympic opening ceremony which was this, this amazing piece of art with a, a, a large ensemble who clearly worked incredibly hard and been drilled um, but were clearly enjoying it so and it happened all around the stadium so we're going to be using the albert hall not just the stage we're going to be using it in a a 3d sense really immersing the audience in the in the world of the 1700s uh, in britain which is exciting yeah it should be really thrilling i think you never know what's going to happen i mean as i rehearse the acting ensemble in the room above the choir rehearsals i I, we hear the music floating through the windows (laughs) it sounds very beautiful it's quite amazing, I think, how quickly you've managed, or you and the choir together have managed to get it to such a high standard. It's quite challenging music though, isn't it? What, what's so challenging about
5: Handel? I think that one of the things is that it's in four parts and each part is very important. It's not just singing one melody and it's being accompanied by the organ or a piano or something. There are four independent parts that are working very on a very equal level playing field. Trying to get all those people to sing the right notes at the right time um, and not be distracted by something else that's going on is can be a challenge but they've really risen to it and they're bringing so much energy to the sound um, which makes it a really thrilling thing to be to sit back and listen to for me definitely. So we're about halfway through the rehearsal process Uh, for the last three weeks
4: is when we move from our rehearsal venue which is College Street over to the Albert Hall itself and that's when for the first time we're going to be putting the acting ensemble and the choir together. How do
5: you think that's going to be for everybody involved? I think it's going to be incredibly interesting. We're at that stage now because we know the music so well. The choir are, are asking the questions: what What's going on at this point when we're singing this? What's going on on stage? Uh, and and we're you don't know. Uh, well, you keep changing it. So um, <laughs> we um, we've got a vague idea of what might happen, but they, um, I think, it's going to be really interesting because with some of the music that we're doing it's so so powerful so emotive and we're beyond just learning the notes now we're actually starting to get that in and I think it's going to be really exciting to see to hear them singing that on stage whilst what you're doing with the actors is happening right in front of them I think that's going to be incredibly powerful. You do a lot of work with community
4: choirs don't you
5: what is it about the power of music that you think is important to society? Well I think one of the things I'm passionate about which has really come through with this project is that Classical music can seem to be a big elitist sort of thing. I think it's, it's just music and we've all got music in us. So if we've can, if we got a pulse, we've got some rhythm and there's hope for us all. And it's been really great with this project just to go, yeah, okay, we're singing a bit of the Hallelujah Chorus, but it's just notes. We're just people in a room singing together. And that's what it comes down to, really. Don't be intimidated by like this big famous composer who wrote all this really great stuff. Yeah, it's wonderful, but actually let's just make music together. We're people, and they've been doing this for hundreds and thousands of years. And that's what really excites me about working with a community group um, because they are really ready to go for that and are really passionate and bring so much more to the table. It's quite a complicated project. Are you nervous? Not at all.
4: Are you? Yes. (laughs) Really nervous. I mean, excited as well. When we're in rehearsals, we have these moments of discovery and they're genuinely thrilling to watch. It's already really moving. Mm. And I think uh, as we start to bring the rest of the jigsaw puzzle together, it can only get more and more moving for an audience. But I am aware that it's complicated. You know, we've got to piece it all together. And although we started rehearsals in May and it's not until August, we're only rehearsing you know, a few hours a week because people have lives and jobs and families and stuff going on. When you add up the hours, it's not much it's for not a full length play with complicated music. So, yeah, I am a bit nervous.
5: <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Absolutely fine. What are you looking, to, uh, looking forward to the most? Watching the choir's faces when they sing something with the organ for the first time. I think that's going to be pretty special.
4: What do you think will be the most exciting thing for the
5: audience watching the show? That's a very good question. Uh, well, for me, it was a story that I didn't know. I knew a bit about Handel and his relationship with the founding hospital and the Messiah, but I didn't really know anything beyond that. So I think it's really it's a really important story to tell and um, it's very timely, I think. So it, yeah, it'd be great just to share that with the audiences of Nottingham.
4: I'm hoping it's going to be one of the cultural highlights of the calendar in Nottingham. Yeah, I think it's going to be, without a doubt. <laughs> I'm incredibly excited and also a little bit nervous. Thank you so much, Alex. It's been great to talk to you and I'm looking forward
5: to showing our production to the audience in August. It's really exciting. I'm just going to head off now because I've got a rehearsal and um, just remind me that there's not actually that much time. So thank you. (laughs)
4: Goodbye. (laughs)
5: Well, it's great to hear from Adam
1: and Alex about Corum Boy. It's going to be a splendid production, I think, and uh, what a fantastic space to perform in, in the Albert Hall. Uh, I've been lucky enough to sing along to the organ in there once, and it's it's really tremendous. I'll tell you what I really liked about what they were saying. Alex said something about the way we've all got music in us, yeah, and I think that's absolutely key to what this production is about. It's about somehow discovering the latent talent and potential that's out there in members of the community, putting it together with the professionals and getting it out there for everyone to see. So uh, don't miss this show. It's fantastic. we got people
2: from all ages in the show, people all the way from the age of 12, uh, up to my friend Mavis, that I've been following in the videos, who's yep. 80. She's turning 80 in this process. Oh, fantastic. So it's a real mix of people. So if you want to come see the show, it's on from Wednesday the 7th
1: to Saturday the 10th of August. So not long now. Tickets from Nottingham Playhouse in the usual way. And do have a look on our website for the films that Fraser's been making following the process because they're fun too. Thank you very much, Derek. <laughs> well, that's about all we've got for this month. Follow us on our social
2: channels and subscribe to Nottingham Playcast.
1: Thanks for listening. We'll have more for you next month. For now, bye-bye.